had a dream to start a podcast 2018. And from there, everything just really exploded because I learned how to build a business using podcasting instead of social, which I had been doing and it was draining and I was exhausted and and how to be present with my kids because of this new method that God had shown me to grow a business. So that evolution led to today where, as you mentioned, I teach mostly women, but we of course have our guys in, in all the programs how to get clear on their calling so they can build a business, use podcasting to grow the audience, and then monetize the podcast with coaching. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being, The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, Marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I am so excited to introduce you guys to a fellow Christian business coach who is the real deal, someone I learned from on the regular, and I am just so excited for you guys to not only hear her heart, but also understand her strategy and what God has divinely aligned her to do, I believe, for such a time as this. It's been a couple years in the making, almost a decade. We're on the other side of almost a decade, right, Stephanie? Like, that feels so good. Um, So good. Yes, let's go. Yes. Well, hi, friend. I'm so excited to be here. And I was going to start by telling you, as we were looking at um, your website for us to collaborate together, and I see you on your Peloton (laughs) working and preaching, I was like, this is my sister because (laughs) my team will attest I am consistently working from my Peloton. Yes. Yeah. 
So I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so in sync with our Peloton preaching. You know what I mean? That is so good. We need to create a movement. I'm all for it because the Peloton instructor instructors are not necessarily giving the most life-giving messages all the time. They try, but there's more yeah. life to be had when we get to do it through Jesus. So I love that so much. I had yeah. a, somebody who came on the show and she was just joking around, but she showed up while on her treadmill and she had this like full sparkly outfit on. And I was like, yes, are you going to do that from there? And she's like, no, I'm joking. But I had to show up and like, you'll never forget me now. And I don't, don't forget. Oh, that's so good. I love that. So we're not huffing and puffing for you guys today, but we're willing, we're willing and able. And so I love that about you. So tell me about like your evolution story. So Stephanie, if you guys don't know, and I'll get into her intro and all of those, you've already heard this, but she is uh, an extraordinaire when it comes to podcasting specifically, but helping people in the Christian business sector really catalyze their message, their momentum connected to business and entrepreneurial endeavors through the lens of podcasting, which is one of my favorite things that I get to do. So I want to know like where that started though, because I've probably been listening to you for the last two in, or three years, which is kind of fun and weird that you're, we're talking now. Uh, so thanks yeah. for coming on the show. But yeah, tell me about that evolution. Sure. So I began in entrepreneurship about 15 years ago. Prior to that, I was in corporate America and the company went out of business and we found ourselves, my new husband and I at the time, like, are we going to have kids or what's gonna, this going to look like? And I started in entrepreneurship with network marketing. Mm -hmm. And so back then it was not the rage yet. Nobody was really doing it. So I got in at the right timing and I kind of got my entrepreneurial um, feet in the door, so to speak. Now at this point in time, I really, I was a Christian, but I definitely was not walking in relationship with the Lord. And so I found a lot of false fulfillment in, you know, the winning, the, I get to walk on the stages and I get to hit the ranks and all of that. So I got really lost in that through the journey and to keep a long short story, pretty short, it all kind of came crashing down in 2016 when, or it was 2015, I guess, when I had hit the top 1% of the company, I had the big $50,000 bonus check and I'm walking the yeah. stage and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, life is perfect. And if you were watching me on, on um, social media, you'd be like, wow, she's got it all. But what you can't see on the outside is that I was a mess. I was completely mm -hmm. idolizing success. I was working all hours of the day, of the night, of the weekends, had, you know, that ear thing attached to my face 24 <laughs> seven at the expense of ignoring my kids to take a call, right? And the lies that I was telling myself were, this is all going to be worth it one day. Like I really believed if I just kept growing and kept growing, but the problem was it was never enough. Yeah. And so on the stage that day, I thought it was all going to make sense. Walking this big stage in front of 20,000 people, all the success as far as you can see. And I walk off the stage, Tamara, and I felt exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment it was like, okay, but being stubborn as I am, I kept going. I was like, well, okay, we'll just hit the top 0.1%. That's got to feel different, right? And God, in his faithfulness, he saved me at nine and he had been waiting for me patiently all this time, like wow. the loving nudges. And I'd kept pushing forward in my own strength as a lot of the go-getter A-type people do, right? We kind of have to find that we can't control everything and we can't just completely dictate what our future is going to look like. And so I basically had a huge undoing 
in the next 12 months. The business basically crumbled underneath me. Um, All the new companies were out. So people wanted to have the success I had had. So they were all poof gone. My downline of a couple thousand people just gone. The money was gone. I was here with pregnant with second baby, have a two and a half year old. So like that whole thing is going on. And this this pivotal day happened where I went and sat down to do the bills and I realized we can't pay the bills because all the money was gone, but it had happened so fast. Like the lifestyle was still kind of happening. Sure. sure. And I walk out to my husband that day and I say, you know, we're not going to be able to pay the bills. And he said, we'll borrow it from Miles, who's my older son's savings account. Don't worry about it. Right. And it was like the worst thing he could have said. Like I'd have rather him just get angry and yell because it was like so much grace. Sure. And that was just and and so I come back to my office and I'm crying and I'm like, this is like, what was this all for? Right. To borrow money from my son's savings account. Mm. And I've been working endlessly for the past, you know, five years sure. for this and now it's all gone. And so I sat down and that was the moment where it was like, you are reborn in those, the deepest trials when you feel like your identity is completely wrecked. That was that moment. Mm-hmm. And I got out a notebook, a sheet of pen, a sheet of paper and a pen. And I started writing down like, God, I don't know where to go from here. And I started yeah. journaling with God and it was this beautiful, like new relationship building gifting that he just gave me in that moment of brokenness. And I start writing down like, you are the daughter of a king. You are going to be successful in your business. Your present mom, your present wife, you're sober. Like all these things in this journal that I'm like, must be nice to be her because I didn't know how to get there. Right, right. And so I circled the first thing and it was get healthy. That was the first thing I had kind of circled. So I went to a gym I couldn't afford, started working for an hour and then figuring out this God thing for an hour, praying, opening a Bible, fumbling my way through it. And so what happened from there, and then you tell me where you want to go, is basically over the next like five, six years, I was just hungry for God's blessing over my life. And so he was repairing each area of my life kind of beautifully in his own timing. And I was consistently learning the act of surrender and trust Mm -hmm. in my marriage and my motherhood, and then ultimately my business. And so in 2018, I had been kind of fumbling around with business because I was scared. Like, I don't want to fall back into what I was, Sure, you know, Mm -hmm. I was kind of scared of that. And so I would do lives on Facebook, have a baby on a hip, and I'm kind of this weird blend of like total hot mom, mom authenticity mixed with like, whoa, she knows what she's talking about when it comes to business strategy and yeah, like this so blend good. of those two things. Yeah. And so these women would be like, do you coach? I'd like, cause I felt approachable to them. Right. right. But yet like legit enough to have a coaching call with. Completely. And I was like, Lord, do we coach? <laughs> and he's like, yes. And so I start coaching these women, Tamara, and within a year, like there's tons of, of um, buzz around. People are like knocking on the inbox door. Okay. And I had a dream, start a podcast 2018. And from there, everything just really exploded because I learned how to build a business using podcasting instead of social, which I had been right. doing and it was draining and I was exhausted and, and how to be present with my kids because of this new method that God had shown me to grow a business. So that evolution led to today where, as you mentioned, I teach mostly women, but we of course have our guys in, in all the programs how to get clear on their calling so they can build a business, use podcasting to grow the audience, and then monetize the podcast with coaching or courses. And now I have a top 20 podcast in the entrepreneurship space. It's absolutely crazy. The evolution of like how God uses all the failures and the trials and the 
the stepping stones that you've walked through. So that's the story in a nutshell. Man, that's so good. And I, we have so much in common, like connected to entrepreneurship and that crash and burn and the accolade driven, title driven success, you know, outside yeah. looking in your moment of like crash. Uh, I refer to as like the tombstone moment where I yeah. had this like revelation of, is my tombstone really going to say entrepreneur on it? Or is it going to say child wow. of God, wife, mom? And these, yeah. those were things that I had been gifted already, that they were already a part of my identity, but I was allowing my success and the worldly knowledge or American dream to supersede those really valuable titles. And yeah. it was, it, it's common. It's, it's not uncommon. I think the biggest thing that's important for people to recognize is the shift, right? And that surrendered shift. Um, knowing that we can't do it in our own might, our own force. We work us yeah. as control freaks. Like we just got to let it go and let God truly take ownership, ownership and dominion inside of the life that he wills for us rather than our will. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I love that there's such synchronicity in that. And the, I didn't even know what coaching was when yes. I was like, you should coach. And I was like, coach, what are you talking about? But I was just used to talking life and breathing life into people and be like, Ooh, this could be this. And, you know, just maneuvering business because that's how our minds yes. have been created. And so entering into the coaching world, I'm going to ask this lens because us not having any idea that that was really a thing other than through maybe your network marketing um, company, there was like, sure, yeah. coaching and training that kind of happens in your downline. <laughs> What were some things that you stumbled upon that you were shocked by in the coaching space uh, that's variable to like what God says or the Christian, you know, min, uh, truth, I'll say? Yeah. Well, the funny thing about me is that I am such an action taker that I don't have much room or I definitely didn't have much room for consumption. Yeah. So back then, like I was in my own black hole of like someone asked for coaching, let me figure this out. Like I found some, you know, Genki contract on Google yeah, and like <laughs> I invoice people on PayPal. Like I was just duct taping this baby together. Cause I was like, yes. you know, I'm excited to meet with a client and like, this is great. <laughs> and so I was doing all that stuff and I really did that for a couple of years. And it was, I was client led because they would say, Oh, can you do one of those clarity calls with me? Mm -hmm. Cause I would air some of the snippets on the podcast I'm like, oh, that's what it's called. And then after I was podcasting, people would say, hey, can you teach me to podcast? And so it was really super organic for me. But now being in the space for, you know, six years, I've been yep. podcasting for five years. I've been in this whole arena now for 14, right? What's crazy to, to see and hear is as people come into our, like my higher ticket program, I have a six month mastermind that teaches podcasters how to monetize and build yep. a business. They're like, I can't believe the value that you're getting. And I'm going, what do you mean? And what I find, which I wasn't aware of, is that in the coaching space, there was so much like um, <sighs> glitter and yeah. lots of promises. Yep. But when people would invest with certain people online, they would not find what the promise, they would not find the fruit that they had been promised through the coaching, they would find like, well, maybe you could do this or that. And then that was it. There was no yeah. actual implementation. There was, there wasn't the follow-up. There wasn't the support. There was a lot of smoke and mirrors, if you will. And then second to that, the other thing I've seen myself now firsthand is a lot of unbiblical 
teaching and coaching that you need to be really wary of. And so all that to say, like what I tell my listeners of the podcast is the best thing you can do is one, is this the type of coach or mentor that's living a life you want to lead? Yeah. That's the first question. Secondly, go get referrals, find people or look at the reviews that have coached with them and ask those questions. Cause I made an awful investment recently and I made the mistake of not doing my research sure. and losing out on all of that money. And so I'm like, oh yeah, what do other people say? Because that's the best testimony right. if something's worth it or not. And then the third thing is your prayer, right? God will close the door. He's not a God of confusion. And so pausing for a second and allowing God to put his blessing on that coaching experience for you. Yeah. I've gotten definitely burned and put myself into situations I shouldn't have because of eagerness to have a solution that I see somebody else has. And I think that in that there is an understanding of like your coach might not be in their faith. And this was a a journey I had to go on my, on my own and recognize that I, that's a non-negotiable for me now. Before I thought, okay, I can straddle this line of like, well, they're secular and they have knowledge. And so I'll just put it to the lens of the Bible and then that will be good. And then I'll be able to teach my people. Right. And the Lord made that crystal clear that even those who are not walking with the Lord or claiming that they're walking with the Lord, but then you get to the inside and it's very spiritual or woo woo or it's not Jesus centric. It's universe God centric um, that I our time and energy is so precious and us being infiltrated by anything other than truth is wildly important. And just like I don't watch, you know, Netflix in certain realms and I don't go to certain, see certain movies. Why would I allow my business that is a gift from the Lord to be infiltrated by something that is not of God? How have you discerned and been able to discern even from a client perspective um, the ability to kind of like pour into and serve and really be confident in the Christian business area? Yeah, this is a really good question because the answer was is different sure. based on my spiritual growth and mm. my, you know, how how I've grown and what I've learned and how God has really shown me. And I think it's your maturity that's going to help you answer this question. So in the beginning... I could not be in rooms where like I would have the opportunity to be in a mastermind with like four new agers and I'd be the Christian. And so I was so worried and weary about it. And I went, I went ahead cause I didn't hear from the Lord on it. I went ahead and joined it. And then I felt really strongly those discernment alarms of like, you need to leave. Yeah. And so I did. And so at that time, as I was growing in my faith, it was extremely important that I was very protective of myself. And as I was learning and maybe I was a bit more impressionable versus now I'm called into all kinds of rooms and I am the light and I am the salt. And so like, I'll go to masterminds and like everybody in there is doing some weird stuff and I'm praying and people are crying and being saved by the end of it, you know? And so it's like the, the, the answer may shift and change. It's good. Based on how you grow. And I will also say from a client perspective, um, I don't one-on-one coach anymore, but when I did, I had some clients who were doing things that didn't align yeah. and I actually had to fire a few people yeah. and actually had someone fire me because we just found like, Hey, we're really not aligned in this area and know that that is okay. Yeah. And, um, so I guess if I was to give a tip or a takeaway here, it's 
know that how God orchestrates the rooms and the opportunities that you are going to be part of may shift and change over time as you grow in your faith. There's also seasons where he yeah. may say, I'm going to give put you in a protective season right now, daughter or son, versus you're really in your strength. Go and be the salt. Yeah. And I think that's where like marketplace ministry can be something where if you're not in that space of like really hearing a yes from the Lord in the places and the rooms in which you're going, just to be really mindful. I mean, because there is, I've definitely been taken advantage of. Um, I've had the like God language utilized to woo me in. And then you get in an inside and you're like, ooh, this is sticky and grimy and mucky and not where I need to be at all. Um, and so it's interesting that we get this space and specifically in podcasting because we get to be on all short, sorts of shows, right? And right. also invite people in to speak on our podcast like this. Yeah. Um, and that's been something that, again, in maturity, I've come to realize, wow, who is it? What's the flock? Who are the people that God has allowed me to shepherd? And yes. am I stewarding the microphone well for them? Because my maturity yeah. might be that I could be in any sort of mastermind with any yeah. sort of people, but are yes. the people that are being drawn into me able to also hear uh, the same way that I can hear or discern the same that's way that I can Yeah, that's an important differentiation because I may go and I even have friends, right, who who knows what they're, they're in marketplace or maybe they're not even a Christian and I can learn from them and they can learn from me and I can pour into them and hopefully God is working. And I know that he always is, Yeah, but I wouldn't potentially bring them on the show. Right. Cause people that are listening are probably in that posture of still learning, still growing in their faith, maybe because I have more of a business platform mixed with like, Oh yes, you're a Christian. Totally. I have to be very careful of that. So yeah, take that into consideration too. Those of you that are like really solid in your faith and God's calling you to these spaces to work in them, that the people following you may not be in that same posture or in that same, um, you know, growth level as you. Yeah. So let's chat about podcasting because I I get to help a lot of podcasters too through like just understanding their message. And I love to help them bring that to life. But more so importantly, it's like the, for me, the business ecosystem where the podcast plays in. Um, And so it's not the sole emphasis. So I learn from you all the time and I'm drawing people to your show so that they can learn the nitty gritty of it. For those who have not yet learned from you, what would you say are some of the top podcasting, um, like just tips that people need to be understanding of either before they start a show or when they're in this, well, there's two different things before, or let's talk about scalability actually. Sure. So as far as before you start a podcast, I think the biggest thing I want people to understand that are in anything that has to do with marketplace or ministry, you want to grow an audience. Yeah. And so the question becomes, how do I grow an audience that has longevity and shelf life? That's the number one question. And today you are up against, you know, millions and millions of other people vying for everybody's time on socials. We know that's not working. We know it's super hyper addictive. It's just not the place to be. So long form is where it's at. Now, podcasting, I believe is the number one way to grow an online audience organically that aligns with having a peaceful present life mm, it's so because good. it takes the least amount of time. I can pause it if my kids come in, you know, they used to come in and talk about poop and fruit snacks when they were little and I'd be like, pause. And then I could like pick up the recording. And so that was nice. I don't have to always get ready, which is yeah. wonderful. You know, yeah. I could podcast from my PJs, which I loved. And then the best part though, was that 
podcasting was something that had sustainable, sustainable shelf life. So people would go in and search for how to start a podcast mm-hmm. and my show would pop up. And some of my top downloaded episodes are from years ago. It always consistently works for you. So that's, if you are, have not started one, why not yep, get yep, it done yep. and know that it can replace. I was doing five to six hours a day on Instagram. Wow. We do zero. Zero as a company. I'm not even on there. You can go and see my last post was a goodbye post about a year and a half ago. That's and amazing. Preach that. Freedom. Yeah, yes. freedom. And so podcasting replaced all these other things that were so draining and time consuming. Okay. So that's that. As, do you want to say anything on that before I go scalability? How often do you post on your podcast or how many times a week? So I do three episodes a week and okay. that has been an evolution because yes. it is the only thing I do now. Now sure. that we've grown as a company and operations are taken care of and we have an internship program and now I'm like, what do I do? And they're like, yeah. podcast and PR. And I'm like, okay. They're like, <laughs> make sales. And so yeah. that's my job. Awesome. But before when it was like me and a VA, sure. two is a sweet spot. for. So I t- teach my students like one, if you got a full-time job yeah. or you're homeschooling and taking care of littles or whatever, do one a week consistently. I do not care yeah. What is going on in your life? You can do one every single week, no matter what, because you can yep. batch, make sure that you're covered. Yeah. If you can, if you're more of like, I'm shifting into doing this at a higher capacity, I want to monetize the show. I want to grow faster. Two a week is really where I like my students to land. Three is yeah. you're crazy like me. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so fun though. I think that's one of the, one of the free, most freeing things because so many people want to be speakers and yes. they, they're they waiting for this stage to magically open. And so yes. I, I was just sharing with people like, first off, Jesus himself didn't wait for the stage to open. He just started talking. And we are now given, right? We're we're given this opportunity to speak into the nations with the press of a button. And so why are we not okay with like being seen in this vulnerability of you don't actually know what your next sentence is going to be? Or even if you prepare an outline, like allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Um, I've found that that's been one of the most fun parts about becoming a, an agent to the Holy Spirit, a vessel to the Holy Spirit. It's like, what is he going to do? How's this conversation going to end up? And then when I have my individual ones, oh Lord, on the Peloton, who knows where I'm going to go? <laughs> who who knows? Who, who knows? knows? I know. I saw you and I was just like, woo, anointing of a sister preacher. Look at this girl. I love it. It's so fun. I, I think a lot of people have that limiting belief of time or what am I going to say? And yes. yet they want to be a speaker. Talk into that limiting belief. (laughs) Absolutely. And so anyone who wants, you want to be a speaker, you want to have a book, you want to do collaborations with people. You like, there is no better way to grow and edify a brand than to start speaking on a podcast. Because if you went and listened to my first one, you'd be like, whoa, cringe worthy. Like it was, it was so bad. And like my topics were bad and my microphone was squeaky but over five years, yeah. you know, yeah. now I get speaking opportunities. Now I get pitched for different op- different things. And it's because of the show. The show leads to the opportunities. And when someone says, oh, I wonder if she'd be a great speaker, where are they going to go? Your recent your episodes, thank the Lord, of your podcast <laughs> to learn how you portray and how you speak. And to the point of being afraid of not enough to say or what would I say, I used to think the same thing. But when I got rid of the focus on me, like, oh, what should I talk about? And what am I going through? 
And I shifted my perspective to who do I serve and what are their number one problems that they're facing in their life right now in their business? Why can't they grow an audience? What are they saying? What are their excuses? What are their dreams? And I would just like get in that space with Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and start journaling. I had like a hundred episodes in 20 minutes. And now I have 650 episodes and I have infinitely more uh, content that I want to create. So that happened. And then for my students who are like, they write out every word, Tamara, they're like, hi, today on the show. And I'll tell them, I'm like, listen, you are not creating space for Holy Spirit to come through. It says, open your mouth and he shall fill it in scripture. Well, if you open your mouth and all you have is your own words, how will the Lord fill it? So for those of you who have a podcast, relinquish control. Uh, Like show up and test yourself. Go, I'm going to have just a 10 minute episode today. I have three bullets, three. This is what I kind of want to touch on. Holy Spirit, lead me. And then sometimes with my, my students who are really struggling here, I say, just get your phone and go record on a walk or stand outside if you're afraid of like breathing hard. Get out of like the pressure element of like the podcasting closet, you know? Break that pattern, interrupt, and go have some fun with podcasting. That's what really allowed me when I was in that headspace. I started doing it outside and I tell people, I'm outside recording. And all of a sudden they were like, You can do that? I'm like, You yeah. do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I quit editing. I just started laughing. I allowed the dog to bark and be like, Oh, you know, Boots says hi. Like I just stopped making it into something so like fancy because yeah. why, why? Like right. if people want to watch messy lives, they want to hear authentic podcasts. That's what I was just thinking about. Like some of the top tier shows and I, I literally don't watch TV, but I know that they're watching people's live their lives. They're watching yeah. the inside of their house be messy and the way that they parent and all of those pieces. Yeah. And so it really does give that like, you know, the pressure's off people and, and yeah. what can and will the Holy Spirit do? It goes back to the very first thing that we said, which is surrender. And just to surrender the time, surrender the idea of the expectation and let yeah. God get what God wants out of it, which is ultimately just to glorify himself, but to also use you and to come into communion with you. I think that was why I loved Pedal and Preach so much is because yes. when God asked me to do it, I was like, no, this is my time. This is when I work out. This is when I listen to my podcasts that I need to learn and train up. Like, I don't want to give you this time. I just yes. spent an hour and a half with you in my cozy corner with my coffee next to the fire. This is so not cool. And he was just like, do you trust me? And I, I said, yeah. And so I pressed that play that first day with like a crazy, like contraption. Now it's like all formalized and stuff. But I remember like laughing, like you said, with the Holy Spirit, I remember being like, whoa, I never said that before. That was so God. And to see that. And I realized that that was what he wanted to show off more than me, more than my words, more than what I was going to say, but more so what does it look like when someone comes in union with me and allowing other people in that intimate, sweaty, unfiltered place, right? Yes. Yes. It's, it's allowing him to use you in your vulnerability Yeah. so other people can unlock the vulnerability because it's, why do we go through the trials we've gone through? Because they're going to bless somebody else. Yeah. You know, why, why was our life so hard so that we could learn from it and then share it and ultimately show the fruit that's come from it? And I think when we get in that headspace, so for me, it was like, let me go outside. Let me show up in my mom clothes with a kid on my hip. And like, that was this big vulnerable moment where people were like, oh, wow. she's real. 
but God's using her in a big way. And I want that to like you, Tamara, sitting down the Peloton and like you're biking and sweating. This is the worst place ever to preach, but here you go. Like lung capacity, baby. Right. And then going like, if that's possible for her, I wonder what's possible for me. Yeah. And just to have fun. I think that's yes. where business and entrepreneurship and all of these things that are presented to us, it's like, here's the plan. Here's the strategy. Do this thing two times a week, three times a week, post here. Yeah. Do And it's like, hold on. I think the part that I get so excited about for other people is the pressure of social media and that you take that off of people's shoulders. That's like a huge burden. How would you say doing that has changed like your own unforced rhythms of grace for the podcast? And have you seen even more fruit from letting go of that particular area? So much, so much more fruit. So it started with, it was about um, three or four years ago maybe more now, five years ago, we went on a vacation and my phone broke and we were on a vacation like, and we were in kind of the movies over. of Minnesota. <laughs> and I was like, I need to go to an Apple store. And my husband's like, are you kidding me? Like you can't make it three. And I was like, yeah, I can make it three days, whatever. <laughs> and so it was like the true addictive nature of wow. this device was really like, whoa, I didn't even know I was that deep in it. Cause I could not like handle it. It was so anxiety producing. So that one weekend where it broke led me to, Hey, everybody like my following, let's all turn our apps off on the weekends because love I loved it so much. I felt present. And like for the first time I wasn't capitalizing on my kids every second that they did something cute. <laughs> yeah. So my audience started doing it with me and then they were reporting back. And I was like, okay, this went on for a few years. I was the girl who said, get off apps on the weekends, which we all did. Well, about a year and a half ago, um, God said, give up social. And I was like, cool for a month. You mean sounds right, good. Right, right. I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. So fast. Sure. Completely, like fasted from it for a month. And I told the team, like, nobody's to go on. And for me, it was Instagram. That was the really big, like sure. addictive. We have a community on Facebook that we did maintain through the fast because our students are there. Okay. But, um, what I found in that month was like, I got back five to six hours a day, Tamara. Wow. A day. Wow. And I went, I guess I'll do another episode. Right. That's yeah. when that was born. So then good. I was like my house. I had time to like declutter. I was able to work out at a higher capacity. Like all, like my, my intentionality with my boys, just 10 X my relationship with my husband. Cause I could listen better. I could listen. Well, I was making dinners, like everything shifted. And I went, I don't want to go back. And I went and said, well, let's look at the data. Podcast grew, email list grew, revenue grew. I said, let's do six more months. So as a company, we stayed off six more months, everything exploded. Oh. And I actually, I was reading this morning. I can't remember which verse it was, but it was about like the obedience will create a life with God. Like your obedience oh, yeah. is going to create the fullness in your life. So and now that I look back, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that verse was for this conversation because it was the obedience for me to say like, I want to be on this platform because I think it's needed to grow a successful online business. And God said, but watch what I can do when you're obedient mm. to what I, how I say to grow a business biblically instead of worldly. So that led me to posting this post that said, I am done. I will not be on this platform personally, um, organically anymore. Like I'm, I'm right. out of here, team's out of here. And since then it's been a year and a half and all the metrics are, every metric is up. The team is wow. incredible. Time, you know, is everywhere. 
Yeah. And when you look at like, how do we make money in this company? It's from the podcast. The podcast brings people in. We make sales every single day straight from the podcast. Our students love the first program so much. They go through all three. So there's been just such the hand of God's been on the obedience and the act of like, what are you being called to lay down that you know it doesn't feel right, but you think you have to have it? Yeah. Or you think you can't lay it down. Right. That's a thing you have to let go of. And for me, it was baby steps. Yeah. And that led, and and I also tell people I'm like pro prayer tip here. God, give me the desire to lay down social. Give me the desire to lay down my phone. Cause I don't want to, but I know right. I need to. Right. And he well, will. And it, it does become a false idol. It's no different than any of the other things that become idols in our life. Right. And, it's one of those things that's normalized. I, I talk about this in, in the normalization of shopping. Like everyone who's like, oh, I've got Amazon boxes every day. And I'm like, that's actually an addiction. Please stop that. Your bank account will thank you. No guilty of that one, Tamara. <laughs> Still guilty. It's okay. We're, we're, both, we're both sharpening one another right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe once a week. But th- that's good though, right? Like you are right? not. We, none of us are perfect. And I right. think we all face... Something too that we don't even recognize yeah. could be an idol in our life, could be a coping mechanism. Yes. And so looking at like, what am I, what do I want to do each day more than get in the presence of the Lord? That's it. And that will show you everything. It's so good. Y'all, I don't know who's listening, but we might be doing a social media fast forever. That sounds forever. So, that sounds amazing. Like I just want to go, I don't know, frolic somewhere for that. But oh I my God. heard this about you, Stephanie, and I, and I've heard it obviously through your through your podcast so many times, but like today I always come to my conversations with anyone with a desire for conviction. I'm always like, "Lord, yeah. Convict me today and help me become more like you, not in condemnation, but he's such a loving, compassionate father. And he just wants to open our eyes to what it would look like to be and have more time with him. And so the fact that you just said that, like, oh, I have Holy Spirit chills just like bubbling uh, inside of me. And so, um, yes, thank you. Thank you for being a trailblazer welcome. and a forerunner and for giving people the opportunity to say yes to something that they know and feel tension around or are completely blanketed by it and in like the cyclone of what it is to be inside of social media. You guys, you say you don't have time, but five to six hours a day, that is like abundance of time that could be served and used in so many ways. And I think ultimately it's to become a healthier church and we are the church. And so, man, I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. I know this is going to bless so many people and probably convict them a little bit. So if you're being convicted, let's just try it. Just like she said, just for a little bit, let's just give it a little fast. I know every year for, for Christmas, we go out of town for like two weeks and I'm like, off my computer and my email, which is hard as it is. But I, yes. a lot of people always ask me because I move so fast and I talk so fast and I'm doing all the things. They're me like too. concerned by my Sabbath, right? They're like, I just want to make sure you have a Sabbath. And I'm like, FYI, I don't post my Sabbath on Facebook. You don't <laughs> see me. I'm on Sabbath. Here I am. On I'm Sabbath. on like, Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. No. So I, I'm glad you don't know that I have a Sabbath, but I need you to know I have a Sabbath, right? I do. So I this one. is like another level of Sabbath because Sabbath is not just a Saturday or a Sunday. A Sabbath is a way of living, and that's yes. a heart posture that 
I want to walk more freely in. So you've blessed me today and I know you've blessed the podcasters. Thank you so much for being here. Now, all the places you guys can get connected are obviously in the show notes, but since she's not on Instagram, which is where most people say to go, it would be your website. True? Yeah. So yeah, the website is stephaniegass.com and I have all the free things over there if you want to grow, start a business, podcasting, all of that. And then the podcast is actually the place to come and learn and be blessed and be encouraged. And it's online business for Christian women. So good. Stephanie, you're such a blessing. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, you guys get in the podcast world with us. It's so fun. Thanks for having me. Bye, y'all. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.